Hey guys, Jack Austin here. I play Mike Archer in a new Seven Lamb audio drama series called Tower 4. Mike is a newly hired fire watcher in the Wyoming woods. What he thinks is going to be an easy five months of surveying the woods and working on his book quickly turns creepy as he starts picking up eerie whispers and classical music over his radio. More strange occurrences take place with each passing day. If you want to listen to this new mystery thriller, visit www.7lamb.com or search for Tower 4 wherever you listen to podcasts. Seven Lamb Productions presents Atlas Avenue B Case 3 The Gold Hawk Part 11 Big Supply Who is it? Lord and Simon. And Locke. And Arthur. And Arthur. Who the fuck is Arthur? Want to invite anyone else to the party? I could invite Paul. He likes the party. Or maybe Daphne. It was sarcasm, Arthur. Sarcasm. We arrived at the broken down house where Dick Matheson was staying a little after 11. The house was a small, decrepit building in a bad part of town. Many of the windows had bars on them, but most of the bars were rusted and falling off. But it was a suitable hideout. What brings everyone here? The man sat in his rusty wheelchair, eyeballing us. He had thinning hair, a patchy beard, and a flat nose. He was a large fellow with fat rolls just jutting out from beneath his tight black ACDC shirt. <laughs> You're Dick Matheson? What's it to you? I pulled my gun and pointed it at his head. James! Locke! Fuck yeah! What are you doing? But Matheson didn't blink an eye. I've heard a lot about you, Locke. From whom? Lauren and Donald. I nonchalantly pulled a pack of cigarettes from my pocket. I thrust my wrist forward, revealing a single butt. I pulled it out with my lips and placed the pack back in my pocket. You gonna shoot me? I hope you have a good reason. Pulled out my 99-cent lighter and lit the cigarette. Puffed slowly as I tried to read the man in front of me. Well? Lauren says you've been her contact. Her and Donald's. I've been the eyes and ears, and sometimes nose of this operation. Since when? Since he arrived, Jim! I puffed, letting the smoke billow slowly from my mouth. It felt good. I'd been trying to quit, but this fucking case changed all that. It's why I made Lawrence stop by the gas station on the way over. Well, that and I wanted a couple scratch-offs. Lawrence got it right, pal. I've been here for months. Been watching over the whole crowd. The whole crowd? Mantis Muggs, Ice Age, The Agents, Sonola. They're all vying for a piece. I've heard. Smush wants money. So it's dangling a carrot. And that carrot is the gold hawk. Well, what's in it? And you know my involvement? Of course. You're the ringer. A dead ringer. What are you saying? There's a lot we have to talk about, Dick. I don't think I could talk a lot about Dick. Maybe some, but I'm all about that vertical crack if you catch my drift. Arthur, why don't you- Fine, fine. I'll go sit in the corner. Where's my chair? There's one in that corner. Big Jimbo, don't forget about me. I kept my gun on Matheson as he rolled across the room to what could only be described as a command center. There were several computer systems with a multitude of monitors each situated on a different level of the desk. 
Most of the monitors depicted lines of green code that rose across a black screen. Locke, can you put down the gun? I'll put it down when I find out why this guy set me up. Set you up? You talking about me? That's right. Why? I have no idea what you're talking about. Who was the man in the plane? What is this, a fucking riddle? Dick, you told me Jerry Flynn was in town. We went to his place last night to subdue him, but- But instead I got chased down by a crop duster and ate a mouthful of snow. First off, crop dusters do not dust at night. I know they don't. And secondly, what do I have to do with your diet? Eating snow. Was it yellow? No. Then why are you so pissed off? If you ate snow, you just ate frozen water. Don't be such a little bitch about it. Listen, you! Whoa, whoa, whoa. Simon held me back. Dick, Locke was attacked. The plane shot at him. The plane did? Or the person in the plane? What kind of question is that? A viable one. Okay, well then I would say the person shot at me since planes can't shoot. There it is. The answer I've been waiting for. See? Sorry to get so political, but now we all know that guns don't kill people. People kill people. And planes don't shoot guns, people shoot guns. And guns can't shoot planes, people fly planes. Fly, people planes, guns, people fly. What in the fuck? Sorry, I... I've been staring at nothing but screens for the past couple months. <sighs> kinda, kinda losing it over here. You think? Dick monitors tons of cases for the CIA. He helps field agents all over the world. Yeah, yeah, he's the eyes, ears, nose, and throat of your operation. I'm not the throat, you fucking idiot! I never said throat! Dick, this is serious. We were supposed to subdue Jerry Flynn, but we couldn't. And someone attacked James, nearly killing him. And someone did kill Byman. Someone killed the lesser twin? We were ambushed. Simon said he received a text from my phone, but I never sent one. And someone had to have known we were going after Flynn. Antigard? Antigard's fucking dead. That, I know. And who are you again? Arthur Phelps. And? Uh... I'm a cop. Do you have any other information you would like to share? No. Honestly, I have no fucking clue what's going on, but Big Jimbo's gonna fill me in later. Right, Big Jimbo? You Big Jimbo? I don't want to be, but I am. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't set anyone up. I've been tracking Flynn. We have an agent, a mole, in every organization that is appearing at that poker game. My informant told me of Flynn's arrival. I have all his travel records right here, so I know it's accurate. If someone attacked you from a plane, that must be something else entirely. I don't just get attacked randomly by people in planes. Once from a submarine, once from a bumper car, but never a plane. I don't know what to tell you. I have to agree with Locke. Someone set us up. Luckily for us, only my brother died. There's more, Dick. Ugh, can we invite some clams to this sausage party? Quiet, Arthur. Something horrible has happened. They took Tiger King off Netflix? No, something worse. D&D are writing a ninth season of Game of Thrones. No, worse. We have to choose between Trump or Biden for president. Worse, Dick. Somebody in China ate another bat? No, Dick. Donald. He's been taken. Like Liam Neeson? No, like Liam Neeson's daughter. By whom? Andrew Weissman. So Le Chef is behind this. Must be. Oh, shit. What? That means... That means they made us. I think they made me. No. Not just you. Just then, Matheson cocked his head, listening intently. And I heard it too. A van's sliding door opened outside. Simon ran to the window and peeked out through the bent blinds. We have company. 
Oh, so you guys invited some other people to the party, but I couldn't invite Paul or Daphne. Oh, shit. Everybody down! Shit! God damn it! What kind of fucking people did you invite? Help! I crawled over to Dick's wheelchair and yanked on his shirt, pulling the fat man down to the floor. Thank you. I... I take back everything I said about you. What? You talk shit about me? I mumbled some stuff when you weren't paying attention, but I take it back. I pulled out my handgun, but this was no match for the enemy firepower. We were outmanned and outgunned. Weapons! Do you have any weapons here? Back room. Down the hall. Room to the right. Big supply. Big. Okay, stay here, stay down. Both Lauren and Simon had pulled their guns and made their way to the now exposed windows. How many? I spot six, maybe even more. Did you guys forget to pay your rent or something? Lauren, Simon, hold them off. Arthur, you're with me. Because I'm your bestie. Because you're the closest to the hallway. Come on, to the back room. Go! I pulled Arthur up as Simon and Lauren provided cover fire. We ran down the hall as bullets pocked the weak drywall. Streams of outside light filled the dark hallway. When we reached the end, Arthur and I dove to the ground. He said there was a big supply back here. I'm not seeing anything, Jimbo. The room was empty save for an old dust-covered futon. But then I noticed the closet. Here. But inside, just an empty mousetrap and some dust bunnies. This is the supply. It can't be. I don't know. We could put this at the front door and maybe they'll step on it. Arthur picked up the mousetrap, but it clamped immediately. Ow! Fuck! Shit, what the hell was he talking about? Guys, what's taking so long? I ran back into the hallway. What the fuck, Dick? There's no supply! I said the room on the right. Oh shit, yeah, he did say that. Okay, my bad. Arthur, over here. Big Jimbo, my fingers, I can't get them out. And my fingers are turning purple. I fell for it. There wasn't even any cheese, but I still fell for it. Will you guys hurry? Come on, Arthur! I grabbed him by his collar and yanked him into the room across the hall, but once again it was empty. That son of a bitch is lying. I swear, he's setting me up again. But then I noticed the closet door. I ducked down and rushed towards it. Bullets tore through the room, somehow missing us. I made it to the closet. Please. And opened it. Holy mother of goddamn fucking shitballs. Before us lay hundreds of weapons, knives, pistols, revolvers, shotguns, hunting rifles, ARs, submachine guns, rocket launchers, grenades, flashbangs, smoke grenades, and even a golden gun. I hear that kills in one shot. You want it? Call me Freddie Mercury, because I want it all. Arthur. Yes, Big Jimbo? Let's John Wick these fucks. Never saw the movie, but I'm just going to shoot them. <sighs> That's what I meant. Can you help me with this, though? That's my trigger finger. I pulled the mousetrap off of Arthur's fingers. Ah, thanks, bestie. Let's do this. I had so many guns shoved into my waistband and hung around my neck and slung around my back and attached to my ankles that it was hard to walk. Arthur looked to be in the same boat, but it didn't stop us. We marched down the hallway like two robocops. And just in case... Arthur put the mousetrap in his back pocket. Guys, I am out of ammo. Guys! Guys! We made it to the living room just as the front door burst open. Two men in all black with skull bandanas around their faces stepped inside. They aimed for me and Arthur. You aren't invited to this motherfucking party! We opened fire. The two men were blown back, making cartoon holes in the drywall. It was kind of funny. Lock! I spun around to see Lauren pointing towards a now barless window. A man popped up and took aim. Shit! 
I put the bitch in his place. His head burst like a Gallagher watermelon. This all felt insane, but screw it. 12 o'clock! I turned but saw no threat. Where, Arthur? What? I was just letting you know it was noon. Maybe we could get some lunch after this? God damn it. They're in the house! We spun around as two men ran down the hallway, spraying bullets everywhere. Arthur and I pulled out our double-barrel shotguns and boom. The two men flew all the way back and then some. I wish Daphne was here to see this. She would be so proud. Window! We spun around and... The man slowly lowered out of sight. We didn't get a good look at him, but we were pretty sure he didn't have a head anymore. More coming this way. I thought you said there were six. I thought there were, but I couldn't see them all. So how many? Uh, Only 18 more. What? I said 18. I heard you. Arthur and I went back to back and pulled out our submachine guns. Big Jimbo, don't tell Paul, but you're my for sure best friend now. Okay. Do you feel the same way? Not really. Just a little? No. Come on, Big Jimbo. We may die here together, and if we do, I hope they bury us in the same casket. Are you insane? It's in my will. It's not in mine. Yes, it is. When I broke into your office, I changed your will and forged your signature. That's completely illegal and immoral. I don't give a fuck. If we die here, look forward to spending eternity together. I didn't plan on dying here, but now I had to survive. There was no way I was going to be buried with Arthur. Stay down! We took aim, and one by one they started appearing from all sides. I pulled down on the triggers and didn't let up. (sighs) Is that all of them? I think so. When the dust settled, I was still a bit jittery. This was worse than when I chopped up that dude because of Chucky. Hey, I forgot this. Arthur held up the mousetrap. Eh, I'll save it for later. It may come in handy. For mice? For something. Can somebody help me here? Simon? (coughs) Simon? I... I think I've been shot. Oh no. Me and Lauren ran to his side. He was right. Blood pooled around him. Son of a bitch. Yikes. Think this was our fault, Jimbo? Don't worry. It wasn't you guys. One of those bastards got me. Came right through the wall. Oh, good. High five, Jimbo! Now's not the time, Arthur. Don't make me angry. No, seriously, it's not the time. He's dying. Simon, we need to get you to a hospital. How does it look? Fucking gross. Arthur! Oh, what? You want me to lie to him? You look fine, kid. Hop on up and let's go ride our bikes to play some b-ball at the local (coughs) court. I mean, really, Big Jimbo. Is it really that bad? It's not good. Oh, shit. We need to go. Go? Cops can't find us here. Why? Why? Because the KHPD is crooked. That's why. Watch it. Oh, it's not? No, I'm talking to Jimbo. He almost stepped on my shoe. Just had these bad boys shined. I think we have more pressing matters, Arthur. We do. Cops are on the way. Quick. Help me up, and let's run out of here. Run? Oh, Jesus, really? Fine. You guys run, and I'll roll. Is that what you wanted to hear? I I didn't say that. I just, I don't understand why we need to run. Arthur could explain the situation. I helped the dick, uh, I mean, I helped Dick up into his chair. Actually, that's good. He can cover for us. What? Lauren, Locke, 
Help me with this equipment, the weapons, the computers. We need to get this stuff out of here. What? Put it in the car. Hurry. We don't have time. What about Simon? I... Uh, I don't think I'm gonna make it. <laughs> You're not. Arthur! Oh, sorry. Yeah, you will, man. You'll be fine, and we'll go kite flying and go to the fucking beach. Do you like snow cones? Arthur... <laughs> Even if we were to lie to him, that doesn't mean we have to come up with lavish scenarios full of outdoor activities. Just saying you'll be okay is good enough. Fine, fine. Sorry. <coughs> no, it's okay. I understand. I won't make it. That's okay. Simon. It's okay, Lauren. We need to at least get you out of here. No. This is fine. What? This is fine. It's what I'm used to. I love old, decrepit, and abandoned homes. It's, it's where mom and dad made me stay every weekend when uh, Byman was at the warehouses. Now I'm starting to get the sense that your parents didn't pick favorites and instead they were just horrible parents in general. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I need help with this stuff now! Go help him. G get out of here. And Lauren... Yes? Bring... Down. Smush. Lauren kissed his head and nodded solemnly. Simon's eyes closed, fluttering a bit. Simon was gone. Arthur walked over to his body and kicked it. What are you doing? Just wanted to make sure. Help me! We rushed over to help Dick unplug everything, even though it was all shot up. Arthur went and got the rest of the weapons. We quickly loaded everything into the car. I hope that's all. If it's not, we're fucked. Let's go. You have to stay here. Why? I don't want to stay with all the dead people. You have to cover for us. They'll pin this all on me. I ain't going back to the slammer. You've been arrested? No, but me and Paul locked ourselves in a cell once by accident. Stuck in there for like eight hours. Fucking sucked. Your car is here. Tell them you happened upon the shootout. Then put this wheelchair by Simon. Say it was his. What? Dick slid into the car. I made sure Simon didn't have any ID on him. Put the wheelchair by him. Now. And don't say anything about us. Got it? Fine, fine. But after the police finish here, I want an invite to the next party. It's not a party. I want an invite, damn it. Fine. And one more thing. What, Arthur? We don't have time for this. I want you to say, I'm your bestie. What? No. Say, I'm your bestie, and give me a high five. No. Jim, just do it. We need to go. Say it! No! Jim! Hurry! Say it! Fine. You, you're my bestie. You're my best friend. I like you better than Paul and Edith combined. I don't know what I'd do without you. I need you, Arthur. I need you in my life. You're the best thing to happen in my life. Whoa. Jesus, that, that was a bit much, don't you think, Jimbo? Hey, high five? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to go put the wheelchair inside now. Oh, thank you. I see lights. Let's get out of here.
Put me there. Put me down. Good. Good. Okay. Care to explain what that was back there? Some people wanted us dead. Yeah, I figured that. What's with the wheelchair? Now they'll think Simon is me. At least for the time being. So? Lauren's been made. Which means I've been made. Which means you've been made. We should all be dead. We need to all be dead. Like a suicide pack thing? No. You worked for the KHPD. Your bestie works for them now. You may need to pull a few strings. I ain't no puppet master. You close with your old captain? We had a falling out, but we've patched things up. How sweet. Think you can coerce him into doing us a favor? Like? We all need to pretend we're dead. L7. What? Nothing. What good will that do? It'll allow us to continue with our plan that Lockheer believed I was trying to sabotage. I was attacked by a plane. Yes, yes, I heard the story. So we still try to subdue Flynn? The poker game is the Saturday before Christmas. That gives us time. We lay low, subdue Flynn, and then our informant in the Mantis Mugs organization will make room for a new Canadian poker player. He smirked at me. So lay low? That's right. What are we supposed to do now? I suggest you break out some cards and practice. You have a poker game to win. Atlas Avenue Beat. Written by Robert M. Lamb. Edited by Isa Yazdezade. Starring Jack Austin as Locke. Amy LeRae as Edith. James Sweezy as Paul. Brian Messick as Arthur. Robert M. Lamb as Joey. Corey Pettit as Lauren. Aiden Diamond as Simon. Contendo as Byman. Mike Lenhart as Curator. John Harreau as Dick. Brett Wilkins as Donald. And Mallory Presley as Bethany. Co-starring Mitchell Beck, Evelyn, Seth York, Crystal Hall, James Brown, Cody Meadows, Louis Ferrant, Caitlin Spring, Dennis Caldwell, Amber Simpson, Sean Sullivan, Hope Ennis, Melanie Kissel, and Luke Hurt. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Also, check out www.7lamb.com for other podcasts such as this one. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 7lambpodcasts and on Twitter and Instagram at 7lambpodcasts. This has been a 7 Lamb production.